You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite podcast, Earth Oddity. And I'm here with my friend, Tiny. Hello. And we have some amazing news stories to bring you this week. It's been an amazing week for me. What about for you? It's been pretty good. Yeah. And I guess I could tell in case we got any new listeners. My name's John. (laughs) Just in case you don't know, that's me. I'm John. And I'm one half of the bad boys of Southern evangelical humor. We are here to rock your world today. (laughs) Yeah. How's that? We put the fun in fundamentalism. That's right. (laughs) Did have a little talk about, you know, Ephesians 5 this morning in Sunday school and how, you know, jesting and all that was frowned upon. So I don't know how I feel about what we do in here. Yeah. So I just, you know, apologize before uh, hand for any offensive things I might say. I, I don't intend them to be that way. No. Um, but yeah, I got some really great stories. What about you? I've got some good stories. I've got a rock that disappeared. Okay. Then seriously came back. Oh, I thought it was like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. All right. All right. And I've also got a woman who has a a thing for reptiles. Okay. We'll get into that. What do you got this week? Got a Kanye story. Kanye's oh yes, so hot right now. He is yeah, big, blowing up everywhere. Hot in the evangelical community. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> the newest member of DC Talk, Kanye <laughs> you know, West. Uh, us Christians, we're typically a good fifteen years behind any trend, right? That's yeah. breaking, right? So yes. it's interesting that. Well, think about this, Tiny. If I told you four years ago, let's just pick an arbitrary amount of time, four years ago, that one day Kanye West was going to be supporting Donald Trump as a president and became a Christian. I would have said who? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a Christian. (laughs) And I'd be like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, he's had a big week. He's had a big week. Got a football story because, you know, his football season. That's right. uh, Got a disturbing story about Suzanne Somers as well. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Quite, quite disturbing. Well, you want to kick it off or? Yeah, man. Let's just hit the hit the ground running with Kanye. Everybody right, loves Kanye. Yes. All right. Especially if you're Christian now. Hated him before. <laughs> well, if you're like Southern Baptist, you hated Kanye until he put on that Make America Great Again hat. And you're like, ah, he's not so bad. <laughs> And, but now we love him. Yeah, now he's a Christian, and like you know, we got people at church inviting him over for dinner and everything. So, <laughs> did you see the meme that I shared on Facebook? Which one? It was Kip. Well, there was a bunch of there yeah. was a bunch of good ones. There was, but this one it was Kip when he was you know dressed up like a thug. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Christians after Kanye dropped the Jesus is King album. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um. So Kanye's in Baton Rouge today. Okay. Down in Louisiana. Today. Yeah. Home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, who are coming to town this Saturday, for those listening, keep mm-hmm. it up. Game uh, day's going to be there. Oh, yeah? They are. Oh, not going to make it out for that. <laughs> 
Game Day's lame, by the way. I just want to tell everybody is lame. The only good thing about Game Day was the signs, and they pretty much eliminated people from bringing in all the good signs that yeah. are funny. So I'm I'm over Game Day. Let's come up with something new. But we'll be back if you can get an Earth Oddity sign. Yeah, on game hey, day. <laughs> if you can get that's a great idea, and I'm going to steal this idea from a popular morning radio show here in our market. If you can get the Earth Oddity podcast anywhere on game day and screen cap it or whatever for me, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Heck yeah, straight out of my pocket. There we go. I didn't even consult Tiny about this <laughs> to get into the Earth Oddity bank account. Her sign, <laughs> easy now. <laughs> Whoever gets the most screen time, all right, yes. the most screen time. Yeah, just a straight up listen to Earth Oddity podcast would be awesome. If you can get Lee Corso. To, to pick Earth Oddity Podcast as a winner. <laughs> he might. That dude's crazy. You know, like, he's lost it. Yes. You know, I think they like juice him up with something. Like, I was about to say, I'll every... sign over my paycheck if you can get him to pick <laughs> Earth Oddity Podcast in the pick section. You probably could. <laughs> like, we need to get somebody on the inside. I know some TV people, you know, like Uh-oh. whoever's doing the teleprompter, just throw a few Earth Oddity references in there. Yes. That'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> Anyways, back to, back to America's favorite Christian, Kanye West. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is an article from the Daily Mail, and it says, Outrage over ripoff. $55 Brunchella VIP breakfast plate at church service event where Kanye West performed, and suddenly everyone is reminded of the f- fire festival. So anyways, he's selling this $55 brunch plate. Well, and, now, is it a brunch or is it a brunchella? Well, brunchella. And, and what's the difference? I think brunchella is just, I think, you know, like the music festival Coachella. Okay. I think it's a play on that. I don't know, though. I'm not hip on brunch lingo. But um, it's not a Disney princess. I, not that I know of. Okay. Okay. All right. I've been to Disney World, but I don't know. And I'm not hip. I'm not, I'm not a brunch guy. You know, I eat all day long. So right. I don't know why we have to designate a certain time. I just figured second breakfast is what I would call it. <laughs> right. Local organizers at a church service where Kanye West appeared are coming under harsh criticism online for long lines and pathetic food offerings prior to the event, sparking comparisons to the notorious failed fire festival. Have you seen the documentaries on the fire festival? I saw the Netflix documentary. Pretty amazing Pretty good. stuff. <laughs> yes. I feel like me and you could pull something like that off. We know? could do better, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Odd Fest? I know. Yeah. I mean, we could do that. We're, I could hey. build people out of money. <laughs> well, for anybody who doesn't know this, there is a live show. That's right. December 13th. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. The off the floor show. That's right. And I do think that our food will look better than this brunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to have Cajun curl. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to have uh, have Squirrel come out and cook all kinds of crazy stuff for y'all. Um, anyways, so Kanye performed an outdoor service on Friday night at Bethany Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, drawing a crowd of thousands for the program of Christian preaching and songs from his new album, Jesus is King. In case anybody didn't know, Kanye's got a new album out. It's called <laughs> Jesus is King. No, that's news to some of y'all out there. <laughs> the church service was free. Great. I like to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I hate to hear people charging for church. Um, but local organizers charged $55 for a brunchella breakfast plate before the service as a church fundraiser. And at least one woman demanded her money back, posting a photo of her sad-looking styrofoam breakfast plate to Facebook. 
And that's for Tiny here. You guys oh, have man. to listen and have to check the show notes. Look at that. I'm going to need three Brunchella yeah, plates. I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. She has two pancakes, a piece of sausage, it looks like, and two pre-cooked, warmed in the microwave, it appears, slices of bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sad. Very sad. Definitely not worth 55 bucks. <laughs> no. A source close to the event says that West was not paid for his performance and even covered his own travel expenses to attend and spread the gospel. Love to hear that. Yes. Amazing. You know? Uh, um, who was in charge of the Brunchella then? Was it Kanye himself or were, was this something that the organizers were putting on? It seems like the organizers were. Oh, yeah. So this must be like, hey, the building funds run a little low. Why don't mm-hmm. we sell them a little breakfast? And so they went and picked up one of those like huge packs of microwavable pancakes at Sam's Club and <laughs> some bacon and some sausage and charged 55 bucks for it. And they thought, you know, Christians won't complain about this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No. They'll just be happy to donate and yeah. and see Kanye. But I was going to say, and I'm glad to hear that Kanye wasn't involved directly with that, but I was going to say, I mean, he's not the first person to, uh, you know, uh, bilk money out of people at church. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so Kanye, uh, Kanye's made some strides. Yeah. What do you think about this whole Kanye thing? I would say that I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah, because we have seen you know celebrities you know take this right same yeah. road. Yeah, Bob Dylan then, went through a Christian phase. <laughs> yeah, People just, forget that. So did know, Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. People forget that. As a, Johnny Cash, he finished his. In well, his he Jesus had a. Phase. He was like a up and down. He, he was. He hit the Christian. It was like, hey, album sales. Album sales are a little low. <laughs> Let's throw out a Christian album here. Old hymns with Johnny Cash <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. perfect yeah. model of. Sanctification yeah, in a believer's exactly. life. <laughs> Up and down. But I would say, same thing for Kanye as I would say for any of my non-believing friends who decided to convert, you mm-hmm. know, felt the pull of the Holy Spirit and made a commitment to Christ. You know, yeah, you're always a little, it's easy to slide, backslide, yeah. I guess. We don't use backslide anymore. Well, really spe- a- I mean, he's in, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. Surrounded oh, yeah. by celebrities. Yeah. Right. Now, it's much easier for him to get drugs than it is for me. (laughs) I was about to say, shocker here. I haven't run around in a lot of those circles, those social circles. No, me either. But an outsider's perspective of Hollywood. I imagine it's all like eyes wide shut. It's just like hedonism. Yeah. Just straight hedonism. Uh huh. One of the hardest places to find God. Debauchery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I would think so too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him and I welcome him. Hey, Thanks for joining the team, buddy. We needed a PR boost. We did. We had a rough, rough few decades here. All my friends love to talk about how Satan throws a better party. And yeah, there's going right. to be way more celebrities in hell. Yeah. Well, Kanye's not coming to your party. <laughs> He's going to be in heaven with us. <laughs> He's coming to our party. We got Kirk Cameron and we got Kanye. And we got $55 Brunchellas. That's right. What do you got? <laughs> yeah. So I'm really, I'm really happy for Kanye and I would never demean him right uh and his choice you know and i hope that he can continue on his path of spiritual growth and sanctification and and start putting out crappy music like all the other <laughs> christian artists you know? i will say 
I've listened to his album, and there's some very spiritually deep lyrics yeah. on some of his songs. So at the very least, he's got a head now. He knows what to say. He knows what sells to the Christian market. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, I, would, I mean, Kanye's a talented guy. Oh, yeah, he I don't is. care what anybody says. I mean, mm-hmm. he's made some really great albums. Now, I'm not like Mr. Rap Music, so I, I don't know that I'm the... Like, nobody's coming to 43-year-old <laughs> Alabamian white guy John and going, what rap album should I listen to? Right. But everything I ever listened to Kanye, I thought was really pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, I've had i listened to a few tracks of his music but uh, from the new album, but I hadn't listened to a lot. But the ones I did, I thought were really pretty good. You listened to Closed on Sunday? Yes, I did. That's what pushed me over the edge and, and convinced <laughs> me that he was genuinely saved when he's drawing a parallel between his love for his wife and his love for Chick-fil-A. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chick-fil-A need a little boost, too, you know? <laughs> They've had a little rough time, too. So now Kanye's going to be thrown into uh, I Hate Gay People crowd, <laughs> you know, like Chick-fil-A I know, is. I want to know why I haven't seen a Chick-fil-A commercial yet with that song playing in the background. Oh, and yeah. the dude's just standing outside on Sunday, like, wishing he could go in there and <laughs> get some. beautiful. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Don't steal our idea, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> We're going to shoot that and then sell it to you. All right. And we're going to license them to Kanye or license some, you know, music from Kanye and make all that work. Yeah. So don't steal our idea, Chick-fil-A. Keep doing your like, uh, my grandson couldn't tie his tie. So the manager at Chick-fil-A tied it. Commercials. Yes. I don't or, know how much I believe all those, by the way. I'm not or, calling Chick-fil-A a liar. Yeah. I'm just saying I feel like there's some embellishment going on there. Well, now there was the one was, uh, the flood and like the Chick-fil-A manager came yeah. on a jet ski and rescued yes, the old people. Right. Yeah. I yeah. remember that went viral before it was a commercial. Well, so. when, I, when I saw that, I was like, uh, Chick-fil-A should have built an ark. You know, <laughs> they didn't listen to God like <laughs> Noah did. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. I would have been asking Kanye, that manager, did you not bring any chicken nuggets? Right. If anybody in our listening audience has a contact with Kanye, just let him know, man, that I'm happy for him. He can come on the podcast. He could be our third host, really. Yeah. That would have some wild episodes. You know that? Imagine me, you, and Kanye sitting in this closet. (laughs) Maybe Kim Kardashian over in the (laughs) corner. You know, I would like to get Kanye on the show and our buddy Third Eagle. Oh yeah, and then listen to them. Just turn them loose. Yeah, right. about you know everything because Third Eagle. I've heard him accuse Kanye of oh, yeah. selling his soul to the devil right. literally for yes. fame and fortune, and now right. he's doing this just because he's scared, right? Because he knows that the bill comes due, right? Man, you know, so and I would that- like, I would love to hear Third Eagle <laughs> ask him about that. Well, you know, in this popular. The, the the myth of selling your soul to the devil has been popular for oh, yeah. for a long time. Really, in music, you know, it's, it's a great probably, way to build up your mythos right, as a yeah. as a entertainer. But I don't know how that jives with Christ purchasing your salvation. <laughs> yes. You know, so, well, I mean, you get down to it, your soul isn't yours to st- to sell. To, is yeah, it? right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how all that works together. So. Yeah. Anyways, just put Love the to call hear them out. talk about it. Yeah, Kanye, just come on, man. I yeah. mean, just hang out with us for a day. <laughs> Me and you would get along so great. You know. Yeah. I'm not a huge Trump guy though, but I won't. I don't care that you are. I don't care that Tiny <laughs> loves Trump. He's got a Trump tattoo. He loves it. Trump 2020 right on his chest. He's lying. He's a big Trump supporter. Loves him. I was a Beto supporter, and then he quit. <laughs> and he quit. <laughs> that produced some good memes this week, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 A lot of Epstein didn't kill himself stuff floating around Facebook, too, which right. has been very humorous, too. 
We well, were we were first on the board with that. I, I just want to go on the record. Well, I mean, it was one of those things that was, and I don't want to get off on this, but that was so easy yeah. to see coming. Yeah, exactly. Like, there was nobody who didn't think that was going to happen. Exactly. Everybody with a brain, regardless <laughs> of political persuasion, was like, that dude's about to die. And we came you know? on this show and we said, in the least surprising story we've ever done on this show, yep. Epstein was found dead in yep. his cell. There was a guy on Fox News last night. I guess it was last night, and he was talking about the dog, you know, that killed the terrorist or whatever it did, you know? Oh, yeah. And at the end, he was like, hey, can I give a little PSA when they're, like, trying to wrap up the interview? And the guy, the host, was like, sure. And he was like, well, you know, just want to say, you know, now that this dog's in the news, everybody's going to think they want this dog. You know, these dogs are very high energy. If you were to get this dog, you want to get one that's fully trained and and is capable of listening to commands and following commands. And Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> and that's how he like, signed off the interview. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Oh, man. I saw a clip of that. I don't really watch Fox News, by the way. Before <laughs> well, somebody he's lying. Sends me. He's lying. He loves Fox News. He's, <laughs> he's signed on their Twitter alerts. I he wear both ties His phone like dings all the time. That's Every time right. Fox News tweets out a story, he loves it. I wear uh, bow ties just like Tucker. My he's, idol. Got, he's got a shirt that says fair and balanced. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're, we're actually really, we're both extremely conservative. You know, <laughs> yeah. we're the most conservative gun owning. Uh, liberal hating, libertard hating <laughs> podcast in the world. Yeah. Somebody will sniff at that if we ever make it big, you know? Oh, well, we'll, hey, we'll get canceled. That's fine. That's fine. Then, get canceled, we, me. And then we'll get saved. That's right. And we'll do like a gospel album. That's right. And we'll come back. Charge 55 bucks for brunch. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's maybe a plan here. Brilliant. Maybe we need to do like lean hard right. You know? Yeah. Because I feel like some of the, I mean, I don't want to demean anybody, but I feel like some of my brothers and sisters on the very conservative, like I'm sold out conservative. Mm-hmm. Like pretty, you're not a Christian if you vote yeah, Democrat. Right. Those people. Pretty conser- pretty uh, gullible. You know, (laughs) pretty gullible. And we might (laughs) get them and get like super huge pop popular off of that. Right. And then, oh, what if we did? We turned our back and we were like, oh, now we're liberals, (laughs) you know? Well, I will say this. I feel genuinely I'm I'm pretty middle of the road on a lot of things. And you really make no friends when you're you're in the middle. No, you don't. Because you're just hated by both sides. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, they call it radical centrism, (laughs) centricism, radical center. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just feel like uh, I can make more difference in my daily life, uh, having a positive effect on people, helping children and all that, than I can arguing and posting articles on Facebook. (laughs) But I mean, hey, you guys that are into that, y'all just keep on doing it. If that's how y'all think y'all are making a difference in the world. It's if nothing else is entertaining. Keeps me laughing. I love seeing a world news daily report dot com eagle slash we love America slash Trump twenty twenty article you share. It's certainly lo- not biased in any way. And I love the Snopes fact check that Facebook's put right underneath <laughs> yes, it. Those are pretty amazing too. <laughs> when, yeah. when Snopes will fact check a yeah. Babylon B article that yeah. said uh what, what was one of the ones they've had Who knows? recently? No, they've had a bunch of them. Yeah. 
I liked uh, somebody shared a picture and it was a Photoshop picture of Trump, like putting a medal of honor on that dog, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? it was like faults, you know, animals are not <laughs> able to be awarded the medal of honor. Phew. Oh, yeah, thank right. goodness. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Snopes. It was like, does anybody seriously think that's a real thing? But maybe there are. I don't know. I mean, there, there's probably a few, yeah. but I wouldn't think it was a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Back in my day, we just laughed at those people and pointed right. at them when exactly. they that stuff. But now we got to accept everybody, even yeah. dumb people. And that's crazy. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, that's not very of, Christian uh, to say, sorry, Kanye, <laughs> my Christian report card's not looking too good right now. I would use that line a lot. <laughs> Speaking of people who we need to accept, mm -hmm. Indiana woman tragically found dead with a python wrapped around her neck and 140 snakes in her reptile home. Wow. Now, this really is a horrifying story. She had 140 snakes. Yeah. And not one of them stepped in to help her out. Wow. Well, I'd be disappointed in my dog. Isn't that a, what's that called? The bystander effect? Yeah. That's right. They always think somebody else is going to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it's called. All the snakes thought somebody else was going to intervene <laughs> and not one of them did. Like. I'm not anti-snake. I don't kill snake. I mean, I did kill the copperhead that was I almost stepped on the other day. But in, as a general rule, I don't kill snakes. Mm -hmm. But I also find it very strange that people are like super into snakes. Like out of yes. all the things to get into, right? What what makes you go down that rabbit hole? I don't know. Well, I mean, they're relatively low maintenance. You yeah. don't have to feed them, but once a week. Yeah. But I mean, it is what the devil used to corrupt humanity. <laughs> I just want to point that one out, too. Yes. You know, I just want to point that one out, too. So anyway, a woman in Indiana was found dead Wednesday with a snake wrapped around her neck in a home that was apparently set up to collect reptiles, according to officials. Indiana State Police said in a news release that authorities received a 911 call around 8.51 p.m. to an address in the town of Oxford for a woman who was found unresponsive with an eight-foot reticulated python wrapped around her neck. Eight foot. Eight foot. Man. That's getting a little long for yeah. the aquarium. Yeah, you know? right. That's a zoo exhibit. <laughs> Medics arrived at the house and attempted life-saving measures on the woman identified as 36-year-old Laura Hurst of Battleground, but were unsuccessful. She appears to have been strangled by the snake. ISP spokesman Sergeant Kim Riley told the Journal and Courier, we do not know for a fact until after the autopsy. Hmm. This is why you always carry a pocket knife right here. <laughs> you stab that snake right in the eyeball. I mean, uh, Indiana, it could have been prevented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. So I don't know exactly what happened, but. It got around the neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, she probably had it around her neck acting all cool, like I'm dancing with you and we're having a fun time. That thing's got to. I mean, it clamped on down. Do they her. instantly clamp like that? I don't know. Or I mean, you, I've, I've very limited constrictor yeah. knowledge. Caught a few chicken snakes in my <laughs> life. That's about it. Anyway, Indiana State Police said that there were a hundred and forty snakes found in the home, of which twenty belonged to Hearst. So I don't know why she's she's, she's only like got twenty. Is she just hanging on to hundred and twenty of them? She's like doing a snake rescue adoption place. Says that she frequents the location approximately two times a week, police st said. The building was apparently set up as a reptile house. The Journal and Courier reported the home was owned by Benton County Sheriff Don Munson and set up for a collection of snakes. Munson told the newspaper that he discovered Hearst with the snakes Wednesday evening. The sheriff told the newspaper that Hearst's death was a tragic accident with loss of human life and that he was being fully cooperative with everybody. 
The state police said that Hearst's cause of death would be determined during an autopsy. I read that part already. I would say it's probably Snake. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a coroner, but I think it's Snake's cause of death. Indiana State Police said that Senior Trooper Detective Josh Edwards is the lead investigator on the case with assistance from the Indiana State Police Crime Scene Investigator, Benton County Sheriff's Office, Benton County EMS, and the Benton County Coroner's Office. The case is ongoing, State Police said. Wow. I would just like to say that they do not get paid enough to go into a house with no. 140 snakes yeah. and retrieve the dead body, the body of this poor lady. Well, you first, we need to put that snake down. You know, it's already, it's already got the taste of human <laughs> blood, yeah. you know, or whatever it, it realized it can kill us. So we need to put it down. It, yeah. it has to be made an example to That's the other right. snakes yeah. that right. you don't kill people. Yeah. You gather all 140 snakes around and you kill that one yes. right in front of all of them. <laughs> you never screw people because people will always screw you worse. Yes. We made it to the top of the food chain. I mean, we've decimated our planet doing it, but we will gladly take out snakes. <laughs> and we're not ready to lose it. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's wild. I mean, I bet she was Pentecostal, you know, all them snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be, right? Had well, to now, be. well, now, like the snake handling churches, they're, <laughs> they're like a, they're, they're not, yeah. They're different from normal mainstream right. Pentecostals, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But imagine, I mean, Tiny, let's think if I were to walk in here right now with a rattlesnake, I'd be like, Tiny, you love Jesus? And you'd say, yeah. And I'd be like, yeah. hold this snake right here. Would you do it? Well, I would probably quote the passage from the book of Matthew <laughs> where Jesus tells Satan, it is written, thou shalt not put thy father of thy God to the test. I know. <laughs> but, that's pretty wild. You're know, like, hey, yeah. I, I love Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up this poison snake right here. And they'll dance around with them yeah. and all that. you know. And you can look at those snakes. They're like mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't get it. I think it's just like, hey, we like playing with snakes and we like going to church. Let's put both of them together. Maybe. I, I, hey, any snake handlers out there? Call us in. We'd like we, to talk. To I you. would love to talk to you. Now, don't now listen. We will probably respectfully decline your invitation to Sunday school. I'll come. <laughs> John I'll will come. come. I'm not. I'm wearing snake garters and all that. But I, I mean, I ain't picking up a snake or nothing, right? Unless I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to be right in my ear telling me to do it. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, you sure about this? But those are rattlesnakes and these were pythons. Yeah, true. So, yeah. That is a little different. Yeah. I don't know. Did the reptile show ever come to school while you were in there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get to go up there and hold the python and all that. Uh -huh. Yeah. That was always a big deal. It was, I mean, I felt like it was really just for getting out of science class, right? Uh, yeah, right. Or third period, whatever yes. third period was for you. I love he would always let like a non-poisonous snake bite him, you know? He'd be like, yeah. nah, I was like nothing but like a little briar scratch and let that snake mm -hmm. bite him. I'm like, dude, man, you're crazy. I don't like briar scratches. Yes, yeah, right. That's why I wear long jeans when I'm in a briar patch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I wonder if those are like just... Like if that one dude, because he came every year, you know, like pretty much my whole school career. He got some lady to come. Oh yeah. Like when I got when I assistant. came on up and was in in high school. Yeah, so. I just wonder if that happens like in the southeast or if that's like a, a phenomenon all over the United States. I don't know. I just remember the year, show. the time I went, she pulled like this huge fat cottonmouth yeah. out of a out of a mayonnaise jar. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. They would have tubs like this one in my closet with poisonous snakes. For anyone listening to this outside of the southeast, there's this thing we have called Sam's Club, and you can go get like a gallon of mayonnaise yeah, for right. like what five dollars. Yeah. And that's what they kept yeah. their snakes in with a couple of holes poked in the top. 
<laughs> this was an educational, this was an educational seminar put on that our school board paid this. Now people say education is bad in Alabama, <laughs> but you didn't get no mayonnaise cotton mouth no. in high school, did you? <laughs> Turn like poison snakes loose in a gym full of kids. I just remember that thing was mad. Yeah. And it was like going after her, yeah, right? And she about got her one time, Ooh. and she like immediately took that little hook thing that she got. And got control of it, and it went back in the mayonnaise jar. Like, we're just going to put jar. him back in the mayonnaise jar. <laughs> and all the kids are like, oh, that's, that's part of the show. That's part of the show. I don't think it's part of the nah, show. I, all, I mean, secretly, I always wanted him to get bit by some. <laughs> like, you know, what would happen? Well, yeah. I, I would imagine that, you know, an ambulance would come, and we'd yeah. probably get third and fourth period yeah, out of school. Exactly. <laughs> But that was back before you got like counseling. If you saw something like that happen nowadays, they <laughs> yeah. would get to go to counseling session. They probably would have sent us right on back to the next class. <laughs> right. Like the challenger blew up. I watched it happen when I was in third grade. We didn't even skip a beat at school. Nope. It was like, well, I'll turn TV off, guys. Get out your math books. Yeah. <laughs> we just watched all those people die. That's right. Yep. Like the whole, we were all gathered around happy, like, ooh, and then it blew up. They're like, well, let's go back and do some math. <laughs> That's like, enough science for today. Yeah, enough science for today. <laughs> Anyways, wow. I, I got off board there, but that was pretty amazing. I hadn't <laughs> thought really about the reptile show in a long time. Oh, ain't nothing but a briar scratch, just like it scratched my briar. I wonder if they still do it now. I don't know. We need to call. We need yeah. to find out and get them on the show. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, we can get my cousin David. He's really a big snake guy. He's got like some huge pythons oh, and yeah? stuff. All yeah. Right. Maybe we need to get him on and interview him. Maybe we'll find him. I don't know if he can keep from cussing, though. <laughs> Maybe we'll find him with one wrapped around his neck one day. The other night, his, uh, I think it's his wife, maybe girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe she posted mama. some videos on Facebook with, uh, she had, she's like sitting on their couch and like had one all crawling on her and everything. I was like, wow. Good for you. She's like, That's, she's a mama's girl. And I want to be like, she's cold-blooded looking for a heat source. <laughs> yes. But whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to argue about with snake people. <laughs> I don't argue with snake handlers at all. Well, maybe this guy in the next story will be able to get on the reptile circuit now because he's suspended. This comes from the New York Times. Trusted news source. Except Donald Trump hates him. <laughs> After a lopsided win, 61 to 13, mm-hmm. high school coaches suspended. Okay. Yep. Was he messaging minors? Was he no. doing something inappropriate no. to the football team? Nope. Didn't play like a suspended player or anything like that. Okay. He, he, I know what he did. He, there's a kid that had a concussion. He locked him in a dark closet. <laughs> no. That's yeah. what he did. That'd be Mike Leach. <laughs> No, no, he wasn't doing that. It was Mike Leach, which people think that may not be exactly what happened, but they fired him to get out of paying him all his money, his due or whatever. Right. Depending on which side of the story you're on on that one. So, when the Plain Ridge Red Devils extended their route last week of the Southside Cyclones with a fourth quarter touchdown, it was a crowning moment for the winner of a big game between two unbeaten high school football teams on Long Island. Mm Mm-hmm. It was also the trigger point that led to a more surprising result, the winning coach's suspension. So he got suspended for running up the score. Uh, well, how, okay. How, what was the score? 61-13. Oh, and that's what he got in trouble for. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, now was he playing his uh, his first string players like late in the game still? Or it, it doesn't say, but it says that Nassau County has an unusual policy designed to prevent lopsided results in football games. If a team wins a game by more than 42 points, the winning coach must explain to a special committee why such an outsized margin could not be avoided. It was because they suck. Yeah. I mean, like, I would be like, <laughs> That's it's what because I would say. their defensive coordinator is really bad. <laughs> yes. you know? We're in high school. We have like 15 plays. He can't not learn to stop one of them. <laughs> so, anyways. With the last touchdown, Plain Ridge pushed the score to 61-13, putting the team in violation and subjecting its coach, Robert Shaver, to a one-game suspension. The committee determined this week that Mr. Shaver, who became the first varsity coach to be punished under the three-year-old policy, should have pulled his starters when he had a big lead at the start of the fourth quarter, and it found his explanation for why he did not lacking. Well, maybe they have a little bit of a point. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? I'm all for running the score up. <laughs> I'm all for it's it's no fun when it happens to you, you know, at all. <laughs> yeah, but you want to. I mean, I get that, but at the same time, like your starters, you want to. Well, yeah, you keep don't want to them. them. You want to save them, right? right. You don't yeah. want to keep them fresh. But it looks like they're probably going into the playoffs. Maybe he's like, "Hey, we're going to work out some stuff, mm-hmm. you, you know, at the end of this game, and and that'll help us out this week." And it also is going to send a message to the next team. That's right. Yeah. You better know we're going to be slinging around in the fourth quarter. So when they take the field, the Red Devils, oh, problematic Red Devils. Mm, Babs hate those devil yeah. nicknames. It's not like the Blue Devils. No. So, golly. At least it's not anything offensive like the Redskins. Um, take the field on Saturday against, I mean, the R words, uh, against the <laughs> Lindbrook Owls in the last game of the season. Mr. Shaver will not be on the sidelines calling out plays, and he will not be in the stands cheering on the squad. In a brief phone conversation, Mr. Shaver, who has led the Plain Ridge team for more than two decades, was reluctant, reluctant to discuss the, the suspension. I don't want to make it a bigger deal than it already is, he said. Blowouts happen everywhere, but in most places, according to an official named Bruce Howard of the State High School Federation of Officials, blah, 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 the issue is handled on the field by letting the game clock run or by simply stopping play. I've never heard of that kind of deal, Mr. Howard said, uh, of Nassau County's policy. So uh, who said they are experts on sportsmanship? This is a guy who has written into the paper. Oh, I'm sorry is the Plain Ridge superintendent. Okay. He said, uh, he wrote in a letter to the committee adding, what are you teaching children by saying play fairly, but now you are playing too well. Don't play anymore for the rest of the game. Where's the life lessons in that? Right. So, well, I mean, I get that. You got to play by the rules. You got to play fair or you should play fair, but if you're playing fair and the other team can't score, yeah, I mean, hey, that's sorry. not your fault, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, we're good. You know, <laughs> yes. I, mean, I don't know what to say other than that. <laughs> I mean, if it's little league, you know, like I've said this many times. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. Score to me really doesn't matter until somebody's getting paid, right? You know, like coaches or whatever yeah. getting paid. So, like, I never cared. Like Hudson played baseball that one season. They didn't win a game. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care at all, man. They're having fun. They're like five years old. Half of them are like eating dirt and don't even know which <laughs> way to run around the bases. Putting dirt in their hat and then putting it on their head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Red clay yeah. streaks down their face. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, you know, win it all. Call, you know, and I don't want to go on a rant here, <laughs> but like the guys that 
um, I'm acquainted with who are like, oh, the score always matters and stuff. Yeah. Most of them are losers in life, you know? <laughs> like Little League is really just a me as a chance for me to live out my fantasy yeah, of I think going to the majors. Partly that, but they're all like, well, we're teaching them lessons about life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you've never taken a risk in your life. You've got out of high school and you're working at the plant or whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But let's not act like you learned some life lessons that have elevated you into the stratosphere of society. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, you're like blowing this up like it's this big, huge thing. And yeah. hey, man, they're just kids playing sports. Right. But once we get into like middle school and high school, yeah, I mean, you need to you need to win because somebody's job's on the line. Yeah, yeah. and also you may have a you may be looking at a college scholarship. Yeah, right, you know? or whatever. Like there's you know? true stakes. Yeah, there's true stakes. Yeah, exactly. Not just hey, we get a medal for winning the whatever World or a plastic Series trophy. Yeah, that we're going to get regardless if we win or lose. <laughs> exactly. Don't get people started on participation <laughs> trophies. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think winning is important and all, and we always need to strive to do our best in whatever we do. You know, right. Boy Scouts, on my honor, I'll do my best. And if my best is way better than yours, then I'm not apologizing for being good. Right. You know? I mean, I hate to break it to you. That's just not how I work. I, I said good game. Yeah, right. At the end of the game, yeah, exactly. even though it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, you didn't put up a good game, but we play really great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I've been on the end of some blowouts. Then it's no fun. It's no. no fun to just when they just keep scoring on you. You talk like, about a life lesson. Yeah, right. Exactly. You learned that it sucks. Yeah. Losing and I don't want sucks. that to happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's going to like scar any kids if that happens to them either. I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not that big a deal. Well, no matter how good you are, you can't win all the time. Yeah. You right. Know? And people, I mean, in the Southeast, at least, remember when Steve Spurrier started coaching Florida, he was scoring like 50 points against everybody, (laughs) every game. Didn't care. Starters in the game, fourth quarter, people went nuts. They Mm -hmm. hated him, you know? And now anybody that remembers that time is like, man, that dude was a really good football coach. He like (laughs) changed football in the Southeastern Conference for forever because we were mainly three yards in a cloud of dust before he got here. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say we just spank his butt in that 92 national championship game. <laughs> went on to win the national championship or SEC championship game. Went on to win the uh, national championship three yards in a cloud of dust. Jay Barker, who my dog's named after, had like 40 <laughs> yards passing in that championship game yeah. where we just routed Miami 31 to 13. So no anyways, apologies. No apologies for any of that. <laughs> you know? I mean, yes. That's just the way it goes. And I can't believe you would sp- suspend a coach for something like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't. It just like, hey, sorry, you did your job too well. Now you have to sit out a game. <laughs> yeah. You know? He should go Hugh Freeze and get a hospital bed. I was like, you know what? He should uh, he should use this as an opportunity to yeah. move up to a better school. Yeah, exactly. And then hopefully that school yeah. never wins another game again. I just like to say, I don't know who the new coach is at my our old high school, mm-hmm. uh, who it used to be, Lance, who we all grew up with, played football with. He played at Alabama. He went on to some huge school in Memphis. The new coach over here, over here had a little dicey start. Mm-hmm. I mean – we Fayette County, you might just need to call up this school in Long Island see if he'll move on down south here. Yeah. I'd love to put up 56 points a game. Fayette County loves to win. Yes, we do. <laughs> the winningest high school football program in the history of the state of Alabama is Fayette County High School. I just want to throw that out there. No Sorry. apologies. Sorry all you other teams are no good. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think we we may have won our 700th game this year nice. so far. All right. In our history. So, 
And my uncle Jeffy um, was celebrated for the 1949 undefeated team this past game. <laughs> I mean, that's how serious we take it in Fair County. Little old bitty school, but we will, we'll come and thump that butt if you want to play some football. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> yes. and we, we won't back off. Uh, well, speaking of not backing off, this next story here. Woman wanted for climbing into Bronx Zoo lion exhibit. Okay. We have a quote from her. I am the lion now. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. So we're going to do this story a little bit different. There was a, a video here. We're going to actually tune into the audio. Okay. And, and I'm so excited. Let's see how this goes. A woman climbing into the lion's den at the Bronx Zoo and taunting that big cat. Well, today, we caught up with her for the very first time. Our camera's rolling as she spoke for 15 minutes right side of a, outside of a courthouse in New Jersey. She was there to answer two other charges today. News Force Mark Santia live at the Bronx Zoo to break down everything she had to say. Mark, what was it? Stephen, Maya Autry had plenty to say, and she spoke specifically about her viral visit here to the Bronx Zoo. Can you tell her to get back? Probably not. I told her. Remember the woman who climbed into the lion exhibit here at the Bronx Zoo? Hi! Shalom, shalom. We found her today leaving court in Kearney, New Jersey. Maya Autry appeared before a judge on a shoplifting charge. After court, she was ready to talk about her stunt at the zoo. What, what made you want to jump into a lion's enclosure at um, the Bronx Zoo? I would say it's a lot more spiritual. Autry spoke for 15 minutes to reporters and photographers, rambling on at times about herself, the law, and her encounter with the lion. So I am Are proud. you worried that you could have been injured by the lion? Oh, no. I am the lion now. Can't you tell? Have you I ever heard tell. of reincarnation? Do your history, young man. You are very handsome. I love your eyes. I love your smile. Do your history. It's called reincarnation. I am the lion now. There was a moat separating the lion and Autry, but zoo personnel weren't amused, and neither is the NYPD. You know the NYPD wants to talk to you? Yes, I love the NYPD. Hi, NYPD. Why haven't you turned I play, yourself in? I played Powell University. I played with Powell Police Athletic League for six years. Why haven't you turned And they've helped in? me amazingly and the D.A.R.E. program since I was like seven or eight, so I have no problem with the police. Why haven't you turned yourself into the NYPD? I will do that, but I do know the law. Autry refused to talk about her shoplifting charge in New Jersey. She is wanted here by the NYPD for criminal trespassing. We'll let you know if Maya Autry turns herself in to police. We're live at the Bronx Zoo. I'm Mark Santia, News 4 New York. Yeah, so I guess this lady, she... Uh... <laughs> That's pretty wild. I know she said Shalom. Yes. And uh, so probably Jewish, you know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I she mean, believes in reincarnation. Believes in reincarnation. She is the lion now. Yeah, that's true. She's definitely. She thinks she's the lion, and nothing wrong with that, I guess. Except for you could have been eaten by a lion. <laughs> I don't think lions much care about reincarnation, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm well, definitely not a zoologist. Does she think that she's going to be a lion in the next life because she had this spiritual experience with the lion, or was she a lion in the past? life and so she was able to i guess communicate with it uh maybe so she loves the nypd yeah. has no problem with the nypd no 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 and she will turn herself yeah. in exactly because she knows the law exactly all right was it bob marley's got a song what is it 
I'll be iron like a lion in Zion. And uh, <laughs> so, like I say, maybe she's Jewish. Maybe she's a big Bob Marley fan. Maybe <laughs> she know. smoked a little weed, decided to jump on him with the lines. Uh, just do your history. Well, I mean, reincarnation or not, I'm just going to throw this out here. Don't crawl in with a line. You know, that's just a bad move. For she, everybody. She had these parting words also. She says, I love you, lion. Hope they treating you right in the zoo. No, Myra love you. I didn't mean to mistreat you or nothing. I seen how you came to me. We connected. Oh, so, okay. Heartwarming story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's just wild. Okay. Well, we all need some extra money, right? <laughs> Nobody, at least in my social circles, Complains um, about having too much money. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, here's a lady who's found an inventive way to make some new money. Okay. A Louisiana woman is accused of selling medical excuses to high school students. <laughs> so this nice. Is, this is from Ber- Vernon Parish, Louisiana. An Evans woman who worked at a medical clinic is accused of selling medical excuses to high school students so they could get out of class. Belinda Gale Fondren, who was 52, by the way. Okay was arrested on account of filing or maintaining false public records, and bond was set at $15,000. Man. That's wild. That is. Fonder was selling excuses for, you want to guess how much? Mm, I think she's selling them to kids. Yeah. But kids have more money now than they did True. when we were kids. Right. I'm going to say 50 bucks a pop. 20 bucks each. Okay, nice. Running a discount. Right, discount. <laughs> Low prices every day over at Miss <laughs> Fondren's. Uh, according to the uh, Vernon Parish Sheriff, Sam Craft, she was selling them for $20 each, and it was common knowledge among the students at Evans High School that the excuses were available for purchase. Fondren's daughter attended the school. Now, this will stop right here and say, to the nerd who ratted everybody out <laughs> on this, you have messed it up. There was somebody who got in trouble, you know, like their mama called, and they're like, little Johnny's not at school but, and uh, she's like, oh, well, they're supposed to be at school. And he shows up next day with a doctor's excuse. And somebody in the office calls her mama. And little Johnny cracked under the pressure and ratted Miss <laughs> Fonder now. You ruined it for everybody. You should be shunned. I hope you don't get a date to the prom. All well, right? I, I'm curious. Did did the parent not find out about this and say, does this work for work? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you, but, you hook me up with one of those $20 I, excuses? Yeah. I got some sick time of I'm going to lose if I don't use it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it said two students received excuses on 14 occasions. That's that's $280 a piece. So what? Four, 560 bucks right there. Yeah. Cold, hard cash. Responding. <laughs> Uh, she worked in a clerical position at the clinic, the sheriff said. So that's all the article. But I'm just disappointed in whoever ruined this for everybody. You know? Yes. I mean, that's, you can't ruin. Uh, if you got something like that going, you cannot ruin it. No. You got to take that to the grave, little Johnny. You're just screwing it up for everybody. <laughs> you can't can't handle the heat on your own. We need to shame him. Yeah. He needs to be a meme. Yeah. You know, right. don't. Don't be like him. <laughs> don't don't be like ruin it for everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, the next story here is about a Arizona wizard rock. Okay. Apparently, this is a one-ton boulder that here a while back, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but it went missing. Well, apparently, it's mysteriously returned. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Forest officials in Arizona were mystified in October when a local landmark, Wizard Rock, which is a one-ton boulder, suddenly vanished from its position along Highway 89 in Prescott. Now, they were equally stumped by the boulder's mysterious return this past Friday, (laughs) but they were also pleased. We are thrilled the Wizard Rock was returned, and we are grateful that whoever took it was conscientious enough. That's a tough word. Yeah. To give it back to the public, Sarah Clawson, a ranger for Prescott National Forest Bradshaw Ranger District, wrote in a statement, according to the Arizona Republic, the forest employee made the happy discovery. The popular landmark described as a beautiful black boulder with white quartz running through it went missing more than two weeks ago from Prescott Natural Forest, the U.S. Forest Service said Monday in a news release. It was believed someone used heavy equipment to remove the boulder. I mean, it. It's a ton. Yeah. So I don't think any yeah, they group just, of people are going out yeah, there and rolling they didn't pick it, it up and carry it. No. The disappearance sparked national media attention and a lot of speculation about how it vanished. Now that it's back, Prescott National Forest officials say that they are considering a new location for the rock so visitors can see it more easily. Hmm. Maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, you've done right. lost it once. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's put a fence around it. Yeah. Forest officials reminded the public that permits are required before removing rocks, trees, or other elements from a natural setting. Now, I'm assuming it had someone applied for a permit to move this rock. They wouldn't have got it. Yeah, no. So, I don't don't see. But uh, what do you think? I mean, this is weird that this big, huge rock just goes missing and then it just turns back up. I mean... My first thought was the Langolier. You ever read the Langoliers? Yeah. I've, no, I don't think I have, but that's Stephen King, right? Yes. Yeah. It's this book where like people are moving through time, and you know how sometimes you lose your car keys? Mm-hmm. Well, that's because reality is constantly being eaten up by the Langoliers and constantly built back. Hmm. And the reason your keys were missing is because they forgot to put it there on the table. Uh, but you come back later, and it's right where you left it. Right. Because you know, they, oh, yeah, we got to put, yeah, we gotta put, put the, keys the keys there. Back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I would just say aliens, <laughs> you know, yeah. beamed it up, do a little rock sample. Well, this is wizard rock, so. Maybe the rock is a wizard. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. it was a wizard. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> it was yeah. magic. Yeah, that could be. Old Merlin the rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That could be. I don't know, but it's wild I to know. think about, you know, a, a one-ton rock just disappearing. Yeah, the and then just coming back. And then just coming back. Nobody saw anything. You'd think somebody trucking it in would get noticed. I know. That's why aliens did it. <laughs> I like to think the aliens, you know, they got home. It was like a bunch of, you know, frat aliens <laughs> from some fraternity <laughs> that took it. And then their professor's like, that's not a human. <laughs> you put it back where you found it. <laughs> I would think... Uh, yeah, they get back and they're like, uh, we told you guys to get gold. We need gold. <laughs> yeah. Not onyx and, <laughs> you know, quartz or whatever it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Take that back right now. Put, Put it back it... <laughs> exactly where you found it. Yes. Yeah, maybe nobody noticed. Yeah. You're going to get us caught, Larry. <laughs> or maybe the wizard's wife wanted this to, as like a piece right. for the living room. Yeah. And then just, but then she, well, yeah. And then she's like, ah, oh, you know, that just doesn't match the, the, the yeah. walls. I got and, a new rug. Co- <laughs> it doesn't pull everything together. Like I thought yeah, it would. Let's put that back. <laughs> yeah. Just take it back. Take it back to the store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found another rock over in uh, England. There's a whole formation of them called Stonehenge. I would like to have that. Now. Ireland has this thing called the Blarney stone. That's right. I'm thinking maybe that would look nice in the living room. Yeah. Or we get the Rock of Gibraltar, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Speaking of things that are dry as a stone, let's talk about Suzanne Somers. <laughs> How do you know that, John? <laughs> I tickle myself on that one. But she's 73 years old. All right. Okay. And she is lifting the lid on her active sex life with her husband, Alan Hamill. Uh, they are tearing off each other's clothes twice a day after nearly 43 years of marriage. I've already texted this to my wife, by the way. <laughs> For decades, the actress, who is 73, has held bioidentical hormone replacement therapy as her fountain of youth. Okay. Here I was thinking it was the thigh master. <laughs> Now her love-making sessions with Alan, who is 83, 10 years her senior, are getting a boost with shots of PT-141. Got to get me some of that PT-141. A, a melanocortin-based peptide used to generate sexual arousal. Okay. I'm kind of in that groove like when you were younger and you're in the mood all of the time, and so is he because he's on hormone replacement, she told the DailyMail.com. So they're both doping up here. <laughs> Performance enhancing drugs. Suzanne and Alan take biomedical hormones or hormones made from plants to replace whatever their bodies are lacking, according to their lab work. They added the PT-141 to their routine after learning it is a sexual stimulant that works on your brain. She said, I thought, wow, what a great thing because men have had Viagra. But that, but this is actually a shot for both men and women. That's not a drug. She explained. I don't know how it's not a drug. <laughs> you know, it just stimulates that part of your brain that says, "Hey, I'm kind of in the mood." And so, isn't that a wonderful thing? And it's not a drug, so I love it. Three's company star said she and Alan take a shot of PT one forty one about once a week, and while many of their contemporaries can barely get out of bed. They're having sex twice a day. Man. When she says shot, is it like they drink it or is it a literal shot? I'm thinking it's an injection. Okay. Yeah. Not like a, <laughs> not like we're kicking one back at the bar. Gotcha. She, she went on to say, so they're having sex twice a day. I usually say I sleep through one of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tough look for Alan here. Which also... I mean, it could be considered rape, by the way. Uh, that's usually that one at four o'clock in the morning, she joked. So he's like, like I'm a little frisky. But, you know, then again, around eight o'clock in the morning, I'm in the mood. Okay. So, it doesn't hurt that Suzanne and Alan have had a magnetic connection since the moment they first met in a television studio 50 years ago. Which is true. That's impressive. Let's celebrate their marriage. They've been yes. married for 43 years, you know, which shout out to my mom. By the time this podcast drops, it'll be their 49th wedding anniversary. My Brenda and Eddie. All right. The ultimate power couple. I want to check into some PT 141, y'all. I mean, I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> okay. Asking for a friend. Where do you get it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. So, uh. Oh, he's just beautiful, she gushed. I had sex with him on our very first date. Little Lucy Goosey there. <laughs> I had no idea they got married and tied the knot on their first date. <laughs> just in case there wasn't a second one. I just wanted to be with him that first time. All right, Suzanne, can't give it away, okay? All right. You got to increase demand for the commodity. Everybody knows this. 
Her fears were unfounded. They ended up getting married and merging their two families while continuing to have plenty of sex. Suzanne has a son, Bruce, who I'm sure is horrified to read this article (laughs) with her first husband, while Alan has a son, Stephen, and a daughter, Leslie, with his ex-wife, Marilyn Hamill. Uh, Alan was by her side when she was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2000, and that's when she kind of got on the taking hormone replacement therapy stuff. It goes on to talk about how she dealt with that. Tons of pictures of her in this article, just in case anybody's worried. Check the show notes. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, for 73, yeah, not bad. No, not not, good for him. (laughs) Yeah, good for him. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to be asking her out on a date. No, I'm but, married, but, but if I was 83. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you're, you're the baddest guy down at the retirement <laughs> home. You know? I know. <laughs> I want to be like you know, Wayne and Garth and get down and start <laughs> screaming I'm not worthy. Yeah. So anyways, they they have a lot of talk about her uh, treatment of cancer and all that mm-hmm. and how she had a lumpectomy and went over and all that. And that's great. And really don't go much back into... Uh, the whole we're taking shots and having sex <laughs> twice a day as geriatrics here. What was that? What was that chemical? PT one forty one. Well, I'm going to rename it PT sixty nine. I got to get me some of that. <laughs> Somebody did say how many times will eighty three go into sixty nine? <laughs> <laughs> Only once. <laughs> or sixty nine going eighty three? I don't remember. <laughs> Only once though. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Suzanne is a firm believer that we are in control of our happiness. And every morning when she wakes up, apparently after she has sex for the second time, <laughs> she envisions herself isolating one of her body cells and telling it everything she loves in her life. Um, now that little guy's got to tell the other 40 trillion cells, okay, we love our life. We love our husband. We love our food. We love our work. We love that we live in America. It creates happiness, she explained. So that's not a bad philosophy. You know, I prefer just thanking God, but whatever. If you want to tell your sales <laughs> to spread the message, that's cool. And uh, I mean, to Alan, congrats, man. I mean, I hope y'all don't break a hip or nothing getting too wild doing this. <laughs> but uh, good for y'all. Good for y'all. Well, Art, this is my last story for the day. <laughs> We've talked about this on the show before. You like to use just a bound, you know, paper, hardbound Bible. Right. And you are not up on the, the Bible apps. Now, the past couple of Sundays, though, I have brought my <laughs> only my phone. Oh. Yeah. Are you coming around? No, just, I mean, getting getting a new one into church on time is a struggle. So <laughs> sometimes it's like I'm trying to shove him out the door and I forgo, forget to come back in my room and get my Bible. So, well, yeah. So, but you're a Bible app guy. I'm a Bible. big time. It, it's in my pocket. You know, it's got it's, it whenever you need it. Whenever I need it. Yeah. As long as the battery's charged, which <laughs> it always a, is. I got a Bible app on my phone too for, you know, spontaneous conversions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. You never know when you might have to whip it out and right. argue. Just go down a, Well, I would say I might just have to go down a Roman's road with them. They might want to read it, you know. <laughs> Mine's mostly just for arguing with Third Eagle about stuff. <laughs> you did catch him on a counterpoint this morning and you were very sly about it, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty well, good. Not 
don't, I mean, I don't want to make a very powerful enemy. No. <laughs> you know, you yeah, got to keep right. your, your friends close yes. and your enemies closer. True. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, back to the Bible app. <laughs> All that Is aside. this how you're going to tell me you can beat me in a Bible <laughs> drill? You know, well, with your Bible I was about app. to say, with my Bible app, I win all Bible sword drills. I mean, just get ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming for you. <laughs> well, anyway, how horrifying is this? Sex offender arrested after using the Bible app to target teen girls in church. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm just going to let that sit for a minute. You know, just when you thought wow. your kids were using technology in the right way. Yeah. And they were, they were. Yeah, yeah, with their Bible app. Predators where you least suspect it. Man, we got right. we got to stop these Catholic priests. <laughs> That's a joke for all my <laughs> Catholic friends. That's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Douglas Earl Kersey is accused of using the U version Bible app to secretly reach out to underage girls at a Hillsborough County church youth group. Oh wow! According to a warrant, Kersey was eventually charged thanks to an observant congregation member who noticed the odd online behavior and then notified Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Uh, she's a hero to me. She's a real hero," said Reverend Russell Meyer. He's part of the Lutheran Parish of Tampa. And heads two churches. To his knowledge, his churches are not involved in this case. Court documents show FDLE received the tip in late December. In I'm sorry, in late September. The churchgoer told the agency Kersey was using the Bible app so he can befriend young teenage girls in their church and communicate with them online. The Bible app touts itself as being on over 350 million devices worldwide. Wow. Unfortunately, it's not surprising, said Reverend Meyer. There's a world of nasty people who want young children and open platforms give them an open door to them. The churchgoer told the investigator that she became suspicious of his activity, searched his name online after he friend requested several teenage girls in the youth group. It was unheard of for me, and I've been with the sheriff's office 21 years and been an investigator, school resource deputy, said Detective Teresa Grooms, who worked the case for HCSO. I did not even know that they could friend request and converse on the app. I didn't know me that either. either. Yeah. I use I use ESV. There's I, like an ESV Bible app I that use I use. Blue Letter Bible, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the superior. <laughs> I do know the name U version because I think I think I've seen it before. My yeah. very first smartphone. This is hilarious. My first smartphone was a Windows phone. Yeah. <laughs> so I know <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> and the only Bible app that I could get was U version. Oh so wow! I did. No one solicited you while you were on it. <laughs> no. Oh man. There may not have been. I didn't know there was like a social media component. Yeah. Me or a social networking component to the Bible yeah. app. That's an interesting theory, you know, in theory to do. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, let's hang out with like-minded people and mm -hmm. get off of trashy websites or whatever. Right. You know, I can see that going over, but. I would like to put a link to our podcast page on the version hey, Bible app. What if we app? just friend request people from the podcast page on the Bible app? <laughs> yeah. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah. But of course, might get some hardliners that really hate everything we do. So <laughs> Maybe. I well, My, uh, you're not suggesting that Christians would be super judgmental oh, about stuff, would you? Slightly, a little bit. <laughs> I've noticed a pattern yes. just in my time of, uh, in a Christian church. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's creepy, man. You know, you worry about your kids being on Snapchat or, you know, whatever, Instagram and things like that and creeps and weirdos messing with them. But 
You don't worry about the old Bible app too much. I know. And apparently they're not safe anywhere. Talk about like writing your ticket to hell. It's like soliciting <laughs> underage girls on a Bible app, you know? Yes. I mean, that's pretty bad right how, there. How are you going to explain that one? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like I know all sins are equal and everything, <laughs> right. but just for the sake of comedy, let's say that's what, you know, you have to explain away to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's my personal belief that at some point we're all going to have to give an account for the things we did agree, yeah. and the things that we didn't do. Yeah. And when that one comes up, yeah, <laughs> that's tough. That's a tough one. And I don't know if this that's is one exactly. Of those, I just want to be sitting in the uh, in the audience. Yeah, that day. Let's just say, yeah, like I imagine a huge audience being there for it. You know, so there's gonna be a lot of just like embarrassment. Like, oh yeah, oh, my Google searches that day were not too good. You know, or whatever. Yes. But I'm not gonna have to defend. You know, trying to pick up underage girls on a Bible app. So, right. yeah, man. And I mean. A, According to what I see online, there are lonely singles in my area that are just waiting to be met. So I don't know why this guy's having to go on the Bible app. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like every website I go to. I will say that uh, this guy, he, you know, when he was convicted, he had, when he was released, he had to, you know, release all like his phone number, his address, yeah. all that stuff that you have to do. Well, apparently he had a, G, a Gmail address that he did not disclose, oh. and this is the one that he used to sign up oh. for the Bible app. Oh man, and, it's like yeah. Mitt Romney's burner account, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's wild. He deserves like swift and hard punishment here we're gonna, within our legal system. Yeah, we're going to end with uh, one last piece of advice from uh, Detective Grooms. Be aware, check their social media, check their phones, check their email addresses, and check their friends. And then you have to double and quadruple check. You cannot be too careful. Yeah, right. Yeah, I go through Thomas's phone all the time. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, Thomas is, (laughs) I love Thomas, my oldest son. I love him. The kid's a genius. And he's learned really early on to delete everything anyway. So I don't know how it's hard to catch him nowadays. I just walk up, demand his phone now. I haven't been able to catch him in The one time you busted him, he was playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) Well, that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did catch him looking at some bikini-clad women one time, and I was like, look, man. Send me the uh, link. I was just like... I just, I was like, I just want to impress upon you that there's the female body is beautiful. Nothing wrong with a female body, <laughs> right. you know. But you don't want to get it out of hand. And I mean, between me and you, the chances of you marrying Kate Upton or a woman who looks like her <laughs> right. is is pretty slim. I hope you do. You know, hey, your chances are better down here in the southeast yeah. than they oh, are yeah. other parts. Exactly. Of the yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you know, we'll have a healthy perspective here. I know you're 13. Well, that he was 14. Well, he was 13 at the time. No, you're a 13 year old boy, yeah. and I've been a 13 year old boy too. We had a healthy conversation about uh, recognizing the beauty of a woman and also <laughs> understanding things like self control and restraint. Right. Okay. So, uh, but that's that's it. And catching him playing Pokemon Go on time. Yep. Yeah. They could have been looking at a lot of worse stuff online, though. Yeah. I absolutely. I a mean, lot of worse. my kids are nine and two. So we have not crossed that bridge yeah. yet. But I tell you what, it's, it's uh, coming. It's coming. It just, I mean, thinking about Libby, you know, I just see like every Halloween, man, every Halloween, I see like. <laughs> What girls have home for Halloween costumes and what they're posting <laughs> on their Instagram. And I'm just like, man, oh, no. how do I keep my daughter from doing that? You know? And I don't know. 
I don't know. And they're like, give you know, give your make sure you give your daughter attention and all that. I'm like, I give Libby a lot of attention, and she still <laughs> wants more from everybody else too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the kid. Well, she wants to be a star. So yeah, I'm really up the creek with that one. All right. Well, we so pray for me, people. Pray for me <laughs> and my but my boys and my girls. Which, by the way, another thing, just post a picture of Cheyenne and I on my social media for people out there. Because it's against the rules to post your foster kid's picture on your social media, right? Well, she's not your foster kid but anymore. she's not she? my foster kid anymore. <laughs> so if anybody have heard me talk about Cheyenne wants to see it, just go look at my Facebook page or my Instagram. Just I'm, not on any Bible <laughs> app. <laughs> right, yeah. Stay away from me on the Bible app, perverts. <laughs> Cajun Curl. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl Cutter all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it is a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next next brunchella up a notch, imagine (laughs) whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Kanye isn't going to be able to top that with his sermon. (laughs) And let me tell you, the homemade chips with the Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice on them will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blend of Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles on Skyland Boulevard, South Spinus Meats, Piggly Wiggly in Northport, and Mark's Mart in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we don't have any new reviews this week. Aww. We don't have any emails. Aww. But we didn't want to talk about that anyway. No. We wanted to talk about an event That's that we right. have coming up on December 13th. 13th. It's just, uh, what, about six weeks away? Yeah. Roughly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, about six weeks away. S.D. Allen Ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a Facebook group. If you go to Facebook events right. and just search Earth Oddity Off the Floor Show, it should come right up. I don't think it's listed as I'm going yet. Just want to say that. <laughs> I was just fixing Get to that say. out in the open. <laughs> yeah. There are a whopping 15 people who Ooh. are either interested or going. Okay. I think four of those people are going. All right. I'm not one of those. So. I'm neither interested or have committed <laughs> to going. So, yeah. But if you want to help the show, as always, you could leave us a review. You could uh, 
call in. You could call in, and, just, and we'll go over all that. Yeah. But the big thing right but now is— if you want to help somebody else out, <laughs> yes. if you want to help a needy people out, yes, then you need to come out to our live event on December 13th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. There's going to be food. Yep. There's going to be some games. Right. And there's going to be me and John. And Get we're your going to picture be, made with us. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be doing a live show. There's, Signing autographs. Well, I'm sure we'll do some odd stuff, but we're also going to try to put together some material. Yeah. I thought of some Are stuff we? we could do. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Sorry I've had a hectic <laughs> couple of weeks, man. Yeah. We could put together some material. So just if you can go, please go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would really help if you would go ahead and just mark going so that we can kind of account for how much food yeah. to have there. Yeah. We don't want to be like, we don't want it just to be me, Tiny, and Squirrel there. Let's be honest. <laughs> no. All right. Because so we're not raising bone. any money for yeah. kids if it's just us. Right. Yeah. You know. Yes. Because, yeah, I can only give so much. People who work downtown, it's going to be 11 to 1, mm-hmm. so you can swing by on your lunch hour. Come on by. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Exactly. And we'll have a good time, no matter what, mm-hmm. even if you don't come. But I'd rather you come and have a good time with us. So you ain't got anything better to do, you know? Yeah, your Christmas shopping, you got to take yeah. a break and get something to eat. Yeah. Just swing on by. Come on by. Yeah. And help keep some kids from having to sleep on the floor, mm-hmm. you know? and They're uh, going to have trouble dreaming of sugar plums. Right. On that cold, hard floor. Yeah. Well, just think about, you know, ask yourself, how much of a difference have you made in the world mm-hmm. this year? And I guarantee you, whatever your answer is, it should be not enough. And so you need to come by and help this whole ministry out, SD Allen Ministries, and uh, donate to a good cause and hang out with me and Tiny for a little while. The director, he is going to be on the show next episode. All right. Uh, he's going to talk more about the ministry and the things that they do and the areas of the community that they're able to serve. So looking forward to that. And also just simply because I know people have questions and there's nothing wrong with people asking those questions to themselves, but just in case you are, me and John are not benefiting financially from this whatsoever. I can't believe anybody would think that, but yeah, (laughs) no, of course we're not. Yeah. We're not trying to make any money or get a kickback or we just want to help somebody out. In fact, you know, I'll be making a donation because I don't feel it's right for me to ask y'all to do something I'm not willing to do as well. Tiny's going to make a donation in my name too. So I really appreciate him committing to do that. Thousand dollars was mighty generous on his part, but I mean, I really appreciate that. So, Uh, but yeah, you know, we, we just want to try to help somebody out. We thought it'd be a fun thing to do. Maybe get to meet some of you guys who we don't necessarily know, listen to the show that are around here. I mean, people can travel in Sadie, expect to see you, (laughs) you know, international flights, not too much. So come on in. You can hang out at tiny's house, spend the night over there and, uh, Come to the show. So yeah. we'll have a good time. All of our friends in the country of Auckland can come and we'll have a great time. We don't have a large platform, but what platform we have, we'd like to use it to help other people. Yeah, so. right. And then when we blow up and get huge, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're already when partnering we're, with the Kanye, ministry. Yeah, right. And we're selling $55 brunchettas. Yes. For, for real though, Kanye, come <laughs> on, man. Just come on the show, dude. Just hang out with us. We're totally cool. You know, we yeah. love Jesus. We love you. you know? I will say this. I don't know what Kanye's doing on the 13th, oh. but there's a possibility yeah. he could be there. Oh, oh, that would be huge. <laughs> Kanye, let's do it, man. It's not impossible right. that he shows up. Somebody's got to know somebody. We got to know somebody that knows somebody <laughs> that knows someone connected to Kanye, right? Uh, I, like, I, I know I a lot know. of people in the world. So, Kanye, if somebody's got to get this to Kanye, that'd be great <laughs> if he comes out. Yeah. It'd be really awesome. 
I'll take a new pair of Yeezys too. Do a tag of Viola. Oh, two might be there. Yeah. Tua could come on down. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you for sure that he's not. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's true. Can't. Nick Saban's probably going to maybe roll by. I don't know. I don't know. Not saying he's not going to be there. Not saying he is. I'm just yeah. saying he could be there. And you will never know if you don't show up. And even if you can't come, if you could just go and invite all of your friends, yeah, just right. go down to invite friends and then just invite everybody yeah. on there. That would really help out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That would really be great. Because, you know, I don't want to spend, you know, $50 in Facebook ads to Ooh, get a bunch yeah. of people to see it. When that's $50, we could have just put to a kid getting a bed right. this Christmas. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, I mean, really, can't argue that logic right would there. would really help yeah. if y'all would just invite all your friends. Can't argue any of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I mean, if you don't invite your friends, you really don't want to help children. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's basically what it turns out. You hate kids and not just any kind of kids. You hate poor kids. That are sleeping on the floor. That are sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Wow. Well, I I couldn't live with myself if I was sitting in your (laughs) shoes out there listening and not inviting all your friends. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But anyways, come on out. We, yep. I mean, in all serious business, we just want to help these people. I want to help this ministry, the good folks over there. And uh, this is a chance for us to take what little resources we have mm-hmm. and give back a little bit to um, our community here. And, we'll and be, use our powers for good and not evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to. We want to be the sort of bad boys of Southern <laughs> evil. Yes. Bad boys with a heart. We want to be the anti-heroes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, what we need is we, I mean, this is just not any of our motivation for doing this, but just a, a, a positive byproduct of us doing this. Is when somebody comes to us and goes, you guys are horrible Christians. We're like, how many kids have you gotten off of the floor? You know, I mean, yes. just to have that card in their back pocket is pretty huge. You know, yeah. Yes. Like, what did you do for poor kids? You know, we raised a bunch of money for them. So whatever. Precisely. Yeah. But we're not going to be able to play that card if, you if don't, nobody comes. Yeah. If you guys don't show up. So, so. come on. And uh, I've tried to guilt y'all into leaving us reviews and guilt you into everything else. But I mean, serious, you would have to feel. I think we're tapped out on reviews. You'd have to feel pretty guilty to let some poor kids sleep on the floor. You know? Yes. And that's what's essentially what you're going to do if you ignore this event. So, yeah. Man, that's tough. That's a tough look for you guys. We talked about this earlier. One day we're all going to give an account. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what we do. Wouldn't you love to be able to say, well, I donated money to kids yeah. who were, didn't have a bed That's on right. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, you'd like to hear a well done, my good and faithful servant for that one. You know, yes. if you're like me, you probably got a lot of stuff in the other column you're going to have to account for. I was just want a few like well done's over here on my side. Okay. Yeah. On the good side. <laughs> I'm just saying, right. let's work on that all together. Well, you got anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Just want to say thank you to everybody for listening and for coming out to the event. Just going to thank you in advance because I'm sure thousands of people are going to show up. <laughs> and uh and i hope that everyone has an excellent week yep yeah so you have been listening to earth oddity podcast and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us whether you get us from apple podcast google podcast cast box iheart radio spotify we're on them all mm-hmm. if you would like to write into the show you can write in earth oddity at planetmail.net 
If you would like to tweet at us. Oh, yeah. Tweet us. We are underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. Try to find me on Twitter. You can't find John on Twitter. so deep hidden. <laughs> yep. Uh, sometimes we post pictures. That's right. If you like to look at pictures, you can look at our pictures. Underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And if all that fails, we still have a, a phone number. Oh, yeah. That doesn't spell out anything witty or clever. What's I was going to try to look and see if it did. I forgot all about it. The phone number is 662-493-2059. All right, one more time. Everybody get your pen ready. I mean, it's not like the thing can be rewound and listened to again. (laughs) But everybody get your pen ready. 662-493-2059. We hope everyone has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.